This is Fam Like the Ghost, and we're talking up Anomy, a lost too deep for words. And uh, this um, song uh, we wrote last night, and we were playing around with our modular sense, uh, creating some strange modulation, which is another track we're going to talk about. But when you go down the Yorvac uh, rabbit hole, you can get caught up in all the things you can do with uh, controlled voltage. And what's really, you know, interesting about that is analog synths kind of have a life of their own. You can kind of get brought down all different types of uh, crossroads and decide which way you're going to go. And uh, we were initially working on uh, a patch that we, sometimes we have a lot of stuff wired up on our, our trigger um, um, 6U Eurorack solution, which has a Moog uh, Mother 32 and a Moog DFAM, an Arturia Mini Brute 2S, um, Make Noise Morphogene, the Make Noise Maths Utility Module, uh, Pittsburgh Modular 2x4 Mixer, and then a Make Noise uh, Routing Solution that has a lot of CB, um, you know, modular routing options. So we just pulled all the wires out and started from scratch. And uh, we were playing with uh, having the Arturia um, waveforms from its matrix go into um, the Moog. And then from the Moog, have that signal then go into the mass utility module and then have them make noise, have um, the drummer from another mother, which is an analog drum machine from Moog, also go into the mass utility module. So after all that, we had all these sounds going into our um, Arturia, and then out of the Arturia, uh, Mabu 2S, on a quarter-inch line, into our Make Noise, no, our um, Roland MX-1 performance mixer, which then takes the monophonic signal and makes it stereo. Then that stereo signal goes into the Zoom R24, and it's all hardware rather than um, DAW recording. No digital audio used. Then we could actually then bring in a drum beat from our JDXI that we then uh, chained the drums patterns from the JD, Roland JDXI with an Arturia Beatstep Pro, and then bring that through the same kind of workflow. We go through the MX-1, go into the Zoom. And then on top of that, we use our Roland to add some more pads type, type uh, modulation. So it's using um, like an analog polysynth pad to create um, a chord arrangement. So there's a lot going on in the song. Um, and then Josephine Electric is courtesy of a uh, Roland uh, Poycorder with the VT4. We used to use the JDXI, we used to use the VT3. Now we're on the VT4 because the VT4 uh, is, is a lot smaller <clears throat> than a JDXI or a VT3, um, but it has uh, it's battery powered or USB powered. And it also has uh, it's polyphonic and it, it can do harmony. And it has a, a better pitch control on it and a lot of different profiles for the sound. 
Um, so it, it makes Josephine's voice sound better than probably we've ever sounded since 2016. So this song is about the um, Josephine is remembering a partner who happened to be a female, and she's got these amazing, amazing symmetry. Her body is just amazing, and she just is just totally caught up in 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 the fact that you know she lost this really beautiful woman that she was partners with, and then she's kind of also talking about something we've been alluding to is like, how did Josephine become a ghost? And we're talking about this idea. She's driving in a fast car. She's talking about how she shouldn't argue when she's in third gear. She shouldn't argue with her lover in a fast machine. And somehow she can't negotiate her lover's curves or the curves on the road. And her car ends up in the rocks and she ends up gone. Uh, but then she says she's still here. So that kind of tells you, and she talks about how she's in limbo, and she's still on the earth. So somehow Josephine got into this wreck, kind of an argument with her lover, negotiation, nego <laughs> negotiating a curve, a dangerous curve, and her, her lover has dangerous curves. So we kind of collide the idea that her lover had these dangerous curves. She's driving a fast sports car on this mountain road that she crashes into the rocks, into the water, and she passes away but comes back as a ghost. So this kind of gives the full story of how Josephine came to be. And that's what the song is about. Um, the other song that we um, gave a title to is something we always talk about. is our, our Eurorack um, process we call strange modulation, or another way of talking about expansive sounds. So we actually created a song called Strange Modulation. And it still, you know, was in the same space of everything that we do doing hardware synthesis, and it has uh, a lot of strange modulation, and that's probably the best I could talk about it. And then the other song we include again is "Sticky Hot Dirty Mess." That we really like it because it's um it's a teenage engineering um, song. Um, in that, what do we mean? I mean, we're using an OPZ, uh, we put it into a, a loop, we run it through the chain patterns on the OPZ, using the step components to run different variations. And then uh, we brought that into our hardware workflow and then we put some analog synths on top of it. And uh, we were just playing with the VT4 again and running it through the MX1 performance mixer. So we got a lot of strange modulation and it's a sticky, hot, dirty mask in Josephine. That's what she is. She's a total sex pot and total diva total uh, dominatrix. So um, the other thing that we've been looking at is uh, we've been heavily reviewing um, the videos from Loop Pop and from Sonic State on the Hydrosynth, which looks like an amazing uh, wavetable synth that's got some CS80, the famous Yamaha CS80 elements in there. It has the ribbon control and polyphonic aftertouch. And we're kind of a performance-oriented artist, and at $1,300, this wave this wavetable seems to have a really good workflow for doing complicated um, wavetable synthesis along with analog modeling and also FM synthesis. And it seems more interesting than even like Yamaha's series of synths in that it's got the knob per functions and the kind of setup that you want. It's got the note... Uh, uh, 
nod to the Korg and it has an oscilloscope. It's got an interesting uh, OLED LED controls. Um, and, you know, the polyphonic aftertouch and the ribbon controller, the nods to this Yamaha CS80 give it a lot of capability as a performance instrument. We're also interested in the Jupiter XM as a replacement for our um, JDXI in that it has a lot of the elements of the System 8, but then they include the RD piano. And as a piano player, um, it's probably the cheapest way for us to get access to an RD piano. And we would probably use our, 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 our Roland uh, Juno GI as the main keyboard for it, or we would go get an Arturia. Uh, keyboard solution to get a better keyboard, which um, is something we were looking at for a while, and you know, be able to get uh, a decent MIDI controller. We're even looking at Roland's MIDI controller, but um, we're interested in the capability of the piano. It's got the five parts, so it's a lot. It's a lot similar to a JDXI because JDXI has a multiple parts. Uh, we're not sure if it's limited in its capability on its. Um, when you sequence, because it doesn't have a sequencer, it has an arpeggiator, um, like the I arpeggiator, but we think if we ran it through a BeatStep Pro, we could get a lot of cool mod um, sequencing out of it. Um, but then again, the other thing for Roland that we think is even more interesting is the fact that the Phantom has an analog filter in it. It has a Jupiter filter and a bunch of other analog filters. Uh, plus it has the new... Um, Zencore, where it includes the RD piano, the full, a full chip of the RD piano, so it's the exact replication of an RD, um, and then or the V piano, which is an interesting type of piano sound. That, uh, it's not exactly sampled, um, but it's it's got some interesting sounds. Some people either love it or they say it doesn't matter. Uh, as a piano player, I, I I think I would really appreciate it. Um, the fact that it's got this interesting um, workflow for building songs, uh, it would be a really good central control system that we've been looking for, kind of a dollless system that we, you know, we pipe combine it with our um, our Zoom to uh, do a lot of our stuff, uh, and it's got a lot of inputs in terms of CV and gate and like every type of inf interface that you could look at. And uh, we think it, in terms of portability, it's not the solution that the Akai Force is, but it, as a keyboard player, it looks like a very interesting workstation. We think it's more interesting than the Korg workstation. So we are very excited about it. We think we would get into it uh, big time. But then the other synth that's very enticing um, is the Moog Matriarch, which would give us our dream of having a really nice, uh, Moog keyboard, and if you look at what they've done, is like they get a keyboard at this quality was like the Voyager was was or the Sub Thirty Seven uh, was out there, but this has got more polyphony than a Sub Thirty Seven. You know, it's paraphonic, but you can play four four handed pieces, uh, which you know, can't really do with a Sub Sub Thirty Seven. Is the only other mode they can do uh, uh, that type of uh, chord. Structure is a Moog One, which costs like seven to eight thousand dollars. It's fully polyphonic, but a paraphonic sync can do like the round robin on the four oscillators. And again, the fact that it has four oscillators, which is pretty pretty amazing. 
uh, and the LFO could be a fifth. It's got a polyphonic sequencer. It's got analog uh, delay. Um, so it's a very exciting machine. Uh, it's, it's a modular powerhouse. It could be the central control system for a lot of what you're trying to do. With the Eurorack system, we already have the interface that we give us a lot of capability. So it's kind of like a choice. Uh, do you want to bring more analog subtract the synthesis into your workflow? Do you want to bring a modern wavetable synth into your workflow? Do you want to have uh, the old school Jupiter 106 SH101 sounds? It's kind of got you, if you got a budget, how, how would you spend your money? You know, all of them you'd want to get, but which one would you get if you really had to? I mean, some days I would choose the Matriarch because analog is like the best. Some days I'd like the capability of the Phantom in terms of a songwriter. Uh, if I had to do soundtrack, soundtrack work or video game track work or even live performance, you could just bring the Phantom and you'd pretty much have everything you need on one road case. Um, so it, it kind of goes back and forth all the time. Uh, we think probably the value leader is the Hydrosynth in that it's got a lot of cool capability. In terms of sound design, it's amazing. But then the Moog <laughs> is also amazing in what it can do on sound design. So it's kind of like you go old school sound design or more modern sound design. Uh, depends on which day you wake up, which one you want to do. But again, if you like what we're doing, check out our Patreon. We do have um, our CD, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in a Tomb. For anybody who joins our Patreon, it gives us more than $20. We'll get a free copy of our Amazon CD for The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in a Tomb, which is an album that we recorded primarily on the OPZ. We have a whole episode on Anchor if you want to check out what, how we t what we talk about it and get a preview of what's on there. If you want to just become a supporter of the program, you can become a supporter through Anchor FM. If you're a band and you want to get interviewed, you know, check out the voice memo system. If you'd like to be a co-host on the program when we interview artists and uh, get into that and I'll talk about equipment, uh, send us a voice memo or contact us directly on our Instagram, which is expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. That's again our Instagram direct message is expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. And we hope to talk to you in the future.
Frustration, I'm gonna get that 
Take you, take you, take you, take you. 